Welcome aboard, TTA travelers. We hope you enjoy Tomorrowland Transit Authority's Super Skyway. Oh, hello there. So glad you could come along. I am the Dream Finder. <laughs> Welcome to Fantasmic. Tonight, our friend and host, Mickey Mouse, uses his vivid imagination to create magical imagery for all to enjoy. W Radio, your information station. Hello, my friend, and welcome to the WW Radio Show, your Walt Disney World information station. I am your host, Lou Mangiello, and this is show number 696. And together, as we have been since 2005, we're going to celebrate the magic of the Disney parks, movies, Marvel, Star Wars, and more here on the podcast, my weekly live video, events, blog, and more. Please be sure to join the community, subscribe to the podcast, and find everything else at www.radio.com. This week, I invite you to please join me at the table at Connections Eatery in Epcot's World Celebration as we review this quick service location that brings together people and flavors from around the world. Then stay tuned for a Disney trivia question of the week and more updates at the end of the show. And if you like what you hear, please share the show and tell a friend. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of the WW Radio Show. If I say the word Epcot, what's the first thing that comes to mind? Is it the promise of tomorrow, a futuristic city, Walt Disney, World Showcase, or in my case, dining opportunities? And today we are in, I have to get this right, it's no longer Future World, it's World Celebration to take part in one of Epcot's newest, dare I say, even delicious, New offerings as we are at the Connections Eatery just across from Test Track and Mission Space. Um, This was the location, come back with me in time, back to 1982, when this was Future World. And it was Communicore East and Communicore West. And Epcot looked and felt very different, but the mission and the message, although the dining was a little bit different, the mission and the message was still the same. So today, we are going to partake in not one, not two, not three, but many of the many items here at Connections Eatery. And of course, I can't do it alone because I don't want you to judge me and I want to order as much as I can. That's why I brought not one, not two, but three friends from the WW Radio Nation to join. I posted 24 hours ago. I said, if only there was someone, anyone who had come to a live dining review, it was like vultures were swarming around the table. It was like it was a cage match in the nation of people uh, offering to to take one for the team. So I want to thank you and welcome you to not the virtual table, but the real table. Uh, Just quickly introduce yourself and say where you're from and how long have you been? Oh, here's a question because I don't know the answer. Like, when did you first find the show and how long have you been listening? 
Uh, I'm Victoria Nicolette Gist. I've been listening to the show since around 2016 when I started working. So you were my work buddy, even though you didn't know it. <laughs> and I'm from Claremont, Florida. Hi, I'm Claire Casarotto. Uh, I am from the UK, clearly from my voice. I've been listening to uh, the show probably, I think, since 2014. And interestingly, my daughter knows your voice really well because I used to listen in the car when she was a toddler. So... And, oh, by the way, I didn't just want you here because you have this incredible accent. You're just going to read the entire menu today. <laughs> you failed to mention you are also a fellow Disney podcaster, too. I am, yes. I'm part of the team at the Great British Mickey Waffle Podcast, which is a UK podcast. And we talk about all the positive stuff about Disney. So, yeah. And Lou was one of our guests back in 2020. Our second guest. Uh, Ray Keating. Um, I escaped New York a year and a half ago. I live local down in Florida. Uh, Lou, I think I've been listening to you for six or seven years now. My youngest son introduced me, and we took a long drive, and I was like, who's this guy? And and you kept me awake, so there you go. You said I escaped from New York. I'm thinking Snake Plissken escaping from New York, but it's a very different non-Disney movie, by the way. Um, so have you guys been to Connections before? Have you been to the Connections Eatery or the Starbucks side of the Connections Cafe? Uh, Starbucks, yes. I've come into the eatery here and looked at the lines and said, I will get back here and try it again. And then there was the cage match, and apparently I came out as one of the winners. I haven't eaten here. I've only This is only my second trip back since uh, COVID. So the last time I was in this space was in 2019. So I haven't had the chance to eat here at all. I walked through, but that's all. Yeah, no, I did seek shelter here from a rainstorm, um, and I got a lovely show of them making pizza and cookies, but this will be my first dining experience here. Well, you sort of talk about coming into the space. Let's sort of talk about the space for a second, too, because it's beautiful, and it I think it very much embodies this idea of a place for people to gather and connect, right? It's why, I mean, I love eating because I love eating, but I love eating because I love gathering around the table. It's where the bonding and the conversations take place. And that's really what this space is designed for. High ceilings, floor-to-ceiling windows, and there's a lot of places to sit in here. And it is just really about this idea of forming connections between people. Um, have you had a chance to see the giant mural off to the side, this gorgeous mural, which I believe is one of the largest ever created by Imagineering, really is about this, this message of connecting as people. And if you notice really carefully, it sort of goes from like, sunrise to sunset it, it's absolutely gorgeous um so this concept of connecting and gathering and, and conversations right like spaceship Earth, we gather around the fire we gather around um the table to eat really flows through and i also love some of the wonderful nods that you can find in this to original epcot if you uh, if you go into the starbucks the, the cafe side you see that sort of image that that walt 1964 image of what he wanted this futuristic city map to look like. And I think Connections really is a wonderful, dare I say, almost much needed addition to the food offerings on the non-world showcase side of Epcot. I'm, I've been a huge proponent of Sunshine Seasons for a long time. I love this idea of everybody able to find something different. But what Connections does in not so, and I don't want to say extreme, but like but the same type of way of world showcase it is this idea of bringing people and, people and cultures and flavors together in a singular location with a menu that has everything from Asian-inspired dishes to Indian-inspired dishes to American fare. So there really is something 
for everybody. Did anybody get a chance to sort of pregame and look at the menu ahead of time? Yeah, I was really interested in some of like the salads and the plant-based offerings, really, like you were saying, bringing in the different cultures and the different flavors into it. And it really does come across as kind of an accessible menu, but with nice bits of flavoring. It's not just a cheeseburger. There's something nice to it. This is going to come a shock. You know, you said salad and people probably thought that I cringed. <laughs> I've actually had the salad here, the General So's chicken salad, which is absolutely delicious. And I love the fact that you... Uh, mentioned some of the plant-based items because there's actually one that I looked at on the menu that I'm really intrigued in trying because it does have sort of, it has a number of sandwiches including three different burgers and a chicken item, three different types of pizza, two salads and a plant, a specific plant-based pizza as well as a number of additional sides and Disney's Kid Check meals. So for burgers, there's a French bistro burger with a gourmet bleep beef Gourmet, I, sp- I swear I speak for a living, <laughs> gourmet beef blend, caramelized onions, bacon, brie, mushrooms, Dijon mayonnaise, toasted brioche bun, a Southwestern burger that has roasted corn, chipotle salsa, Oaxaca cheese crema, chamoy guacamole spread, also on a toasted bun, the classic American burger, and the hand-breaded chicken sandwich. We have to get at least one, if not more of those. Was there any of those that sort of jumped out at you right off the the french bistro burger definitely jumped out at me and so i'm intrigued by that and i think there's a great potential for sloppy deliciousness has that <laughs> ray's looking at me like you're ordering the fresh beef french bistro burger mangelo don't even think twice about it there's also he did, he did say it nicely um there's also four different types of pizzas there's a meatball pizza with its two slices of pizza topped with beef and pork meatballs, uh, San Marzano tomato basil sauce and cheese, pepperoni, a five-cheese pizza, and a plant-based pizza, which is a curry-spiced pizza. It's two slices of pizza with tikka masala, carrot, potato, peas, tomato, plant-based mozzarella, and lime yogurt. You're all nodding. That's the one that my... Like I'm, I'm apologizing to my Italian like parents and grandparents. Like getting a pizza with curry on it, but that's the one that jumped out first. Definitely, that's the one that I would go for. Uh, tikka masala is awesome, regardless. And then on a pizza, I mean, what's not to like, right? God, I love her accent so much. <laughs> um, and it's interesting because it's not what you normally would expect on pizza. Now I, I've heard remarkably good things about the meatball pizza. Like people are saying it's delicious. The pizza is handmade in-house, and everybody says you can taste it in the pizza. But I agree. I think the curry spice pizza is the way to go. You said the S word. There are two different types of salad. There's a general so chicken salad, which has petite kale, broccoli slaw, red bell pepper, mandarin oranges, edamame, wontons, warm fried chicken, and a general so's dressing, and a Nishwa-style salad as well. Um, I've had the general so chicken salad. I think we should do it again. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention too, and I noticed it when I was looking at the menu this morning, everything on the menu is under $14. Every single item on the menu is under 40 So accessible, not just in terms of the offerings that are on the menu, but in terms of the price on the menu too. Because look, look at how many people here with families, large families, extended families, a day at the park, a lunch at the park can be expensive. Knowing that there's sort of that, um, that bar on the price point, I, I think it's really attractive as well, especially to, to families. No, it's, it's a great selection. Uh, the price is right. And as you talked about this space, I, I, I do want to say, I mean, Disney does it right. 
Um, you know, it could just be, you know, you walk in here and you feel like it's, oh, a cafeteria, and it's not. It's, it's got all the things that you were talking about. And I think the food selection is fantastic. And I have to say, by the way, you know, from New York, I'm, I'm a pizza snob, I guess. So the, the meatball pizza is always big in my house. I've only found one here in Florida that, that does it. So I don't know. I'm just throwing that into the mix. I don't know how many things you're ordering. So maybe what you're saying is, Mangello, we need the meatball. Okay, fine. We need the meatball pizza, too. Um, there are kids' meals. There's a cheeseburger, a grilled chicken bow for kids. You're nodding. Like, are we wondering, do we try the kids' bow? It's uh, two sides. It looks like it's a... It's a it's a it's a, a meal. Um, oh wait, I just I just clicked off my my thing, and again, I'm not a sweets guy, except at Connections Eatery. Don't <laughs> laugh at me, Raymond. You always say Don't. but. You always <laughs> say I'm not a sweets guy, but or maybe this. Or <laughs> I'm not because have you had the glory that is the liege waffle? You're all shaking your heads. Oh. I'm going to change your life today <laughs> for $5.49. It's brioche dough with pearl sugar, strawberries, which means it's healthy, Raymond, right? whipped cream, and chocolate sauce. It qualifies as a snack credit. I had heard how good this waffle was. The internet often lies, not in this case. It's so good, we're going to have to get two. We're going to have to take... It from you because you're not a sweet guy. I am not a sweet guy. I am not a sweet guy. Um, the other thing to note too is Connections Cafe does serve alcohol. There are a number of beer, beers and wines, um, including a lot of local beers. There's a Cigar City Highlight IPA from Tampa, Angry Orchard, Yingling, Bud Light, and then four or five different wines. There's also a specialty cocktail with a cucumber and Thai basil cooler. And wait, where is it? Where? I can't find it. There's something else on the menu that I can't seem to locate on. There it is. Okay. There's also a number of, don't laugh at me, I'm starving. Um, again, not a sweets guy, but there are three different shakes. There's an apple pie gelato shake. Can we get that, Lou? Of course we can. That's fine. If you insist, a Madagascar vanilla milkshake and a mango coconut milkshake. Topped with pomegranate molasses drizzle, also plant-based. Now, is it coconut milk or is it a coconut milkshake? It, the hyphen is between mango and coconut, so I have a feeling it's plant-based. It so it's got to be mango, mango coconut milk okay. shake. You know, maybe we should get one and find yeah, out. We should declare, just to clarify that. And the <laughs> apple pie isn't... It, I like the apple pie shake a lot. And it's not a sweet because it, it's it's a fruit, so it's like a health food, which is. I love your rules. Your yeah. rules are fantastic. I right, listen. Three years of law school, I can justify anything. So, Dad, your money was clearly well spent. I'm able to justify my eating habits on the menu. All right, anything else that I missed that we need to get? I think I think we've got quite a lot there. Uh, the variety. You look petrified. Like, how are you ordering this much food? No, no, I know. I, I think the variety is. Um, actually fantastic for what is effectively a quick service restaurant in the middle of a theme park. So for, for me, I think we've got a good selection there. I'm really excited to try the pizza. Also fa Italian family. So, uh, you know, I've got to do the right thing and see what it's like. <laughs> There's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of pressure like on Italy. right? It's the water. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that. What I like about here too is there, you can mobile order here depending on the time of the day, which is a huge time saver. And especially because... A lot of things here, like the pizzas, are made fresh. 
there are some times you'll go when you might stand up, you might wait for your food a little bit longer than a typical quick service like knocking things out because a lot of the stuff is made fresh. So we're going to mobile order and when, then we'll come back and uh, we'll see just how much we actually ordered. Not a sweets guy. <laughs> I want to first start off by saying how happy I am that you're all here because this is a lot of food, which is awesome. Um, our food just came. Again, we mobile ordered. Took, again, maybe a little bit longer than you might expect for, for counter service. But again, I think it's because everything really is made fresh. Um, Claire, you made a great point when you went up to get our cutlery. And uh, I won't you Well, you say it so much nicer than I do about it being like it's proper silverware. It is. I'm just really... Well, you have to say proper because you got to... Like... <laughs> I was very surprised. It's, it's proper cutlery. It's not plastic. It's not wooden or bamboo. It's actually, you know, the real deal, which uh, I was surprised by, definitely. Yeah, like it's an elevated quick service experience here. I think from the location to... The, the the type of food I think we'll get to, but I think that makes a difference. Like it matters having like the, the proper the, the, the proper <laughs> and the plates as well. The, yeah. So the plates and the how it's served, it's not on paper, it's not on plastic. It's you know they're proper things to eat from. <laughs> and even though I have the waffle sitting in front of me first, I don't know who put it there. I'm going to move this over here because <laughs> you can't have your you can't have your pudding if you don't eat your meat. So we have to go. We have to get to our. Um, First of all, the portion sizes are huge. Like the slices of pizza, you know, sometimes you order a slice of pizza, it is like a sliver of pizza. So much so that it literally hangs off the sides of the round plates in which it's put in. That was the first thing I smelled as soon as I sat down was, was the smell from the pizza. Oh, and it's, it, the, the, it's not quick service in, in a traditional sense because when you look at this, you're like, Wow, I mean that's, that's the the bottom line, and this and the portion sizes are huge. All right, ladies, where should where do you think we should start first? I, I'm watching your eyes to see where your eyes are going, Victor. You're looking at burger, you're looking at pizza, like you're just you're there's lasers darting across the table. It's like a it's like a laser grid in a spy movie to see. What, what do you think? I'm thinking that we should just get the S out of the way and go after that salad because it looks like the, the lettuce is going to maybe not be as great if we wait too long. Okay, so I'm going to let you do... So, the again, it's, it's a huge, heaping bowl of salad. I will post photos in the show notes at www.radio.com. Just click on this week's podcast. There's three large, tender-sized pieces of chicken with regular and black sesame seeds, fried wonton noodles. I can see uh, the edamame beans, the small orange, uh, mandarin orange slices, and a, a, a heaping of lettuce. Meanwhile, I'm butchering this burger because all the uh, all the sauce and the I think there's brie in there, is it? It's um, kind of squishing out. Yeah, but I'm watching that, and I'm watching the cheese sort of like yeah. ooze out the side. You can see how juicy the burger is even before... We like get into it. It's wasted on an audio podcast. <laughs> no, this is good. I'm glad. I'm so glad this is audio. <laughs> Not because I want people to see it, but I don't want them to see what I'm going to do. Well, because certain <laughs> certain things are like first date foods. Like you don't want to like ever. Boys and girls, lobster not a good first date food. You want to really be selective about what you eat. All right, thank you very much. Oh, I still believe in ladies first. So, ladies, please. 
dig in and share your thoughts about the General So's chicken salad. Remember, you go shy, you go hungry around here. So there's a lot of salad in that salad. I'm not even going for the greens. I'm just going right for the chicken. Hmm. It's tender. It's sweet. A little crunchy on the outside. They, they said that about me in high school. How did you know? <laughs> that sauce more because you can definitely get the flavor off the chicken but the vinaigrette or whatever it is that they use um it's really seeping down into the lettuce it's it's good it's just kind of all falling i think the crispy wontons are really good actually they add quite a lot of nice texture to it so so i'm digging down as well yeah you got to dig a little little deeper down there because there's a lot happening there so this is what i've had what i had last time i was here I really like this because I'm able to eat fried chicken, but still feel like I'm eating healthy because it's on top of a salad. Right. That's really good. So, yeah, I would definitely have this again. I would, I, in fact, I probably might come back later for another one. It's, um, it's delicious. The sauce is incredible. And it's, it's enough. Like, that's a full meal. Like, that's not just like a side salad. That's a, that's a big meal. And the sauce, you know, I feel like, Sometimes if you don't like spice, you're going to like maybe sh- want to shy away from this. Like that's your instinct. But it's not spicy. It's super sweet, the sauce on the chicken itself. Really great. And that comes in at about $11 for the salad too. Sweet, crunchy, delicious. I like the oranges mixed in. Um, fantastic. Good stuff. Although Ray just literally threw the bowl across the thing. and was like, get me to the cheeseburger already. Enough with the salad. Let me dig no, in. That- I'm, I'm not a big salad guy. I know that's hard to believe. I'm not a sweets guy. I'm, I'm not a sweets guy, so we, we're very much similar. But I'm actually not a salad guy. And that is a delicious salad. It's fantastic. Yep. All that being said, you can grab that. So we were just saying, it's a nice-sized burger. I love the fact that I can just see, like, I, the, the bacon looks nice and crispy. The burger looks nice and juicy. Ladies, I literally just pointed the microphone at the burger. I'm like... Look at how juicy this is. I forget that it's audio. But when you squeeze it, you can see the juices and it even sort of seeps down into the bottom bun, which is why some people say you're supposed to eat a hamburger upside down so that so that when the juices go down, you don't lose any of them. They go into the top of the bun, which is the... Claire, you're looking at me like I have three heads, like a crazy American. <laughs> it's true. I love that I could eat caramelized onions like they're Halloween candy. I think this, and, and I also like the the sharpness of the cheese. This is, and I haven't even gotten to any bacon yet. This is really good. I like this. Oh, it, this is this is a grown up burger, and it's, it's and it's fantastic, and and the cheese is excellent. The burger itself, not a cafeteria burger. It's juicy. Um, I'm on board. And thick. It's a it's a thick yeah. burger too. Yeah. You ate your whole burger already. Good for you. Go, girl. It's so good. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's very, like, patty melt adjacent. Very, like, the cheese just melting off the side. I mean, that's why I had to eat it so fast. I got the piece that was sliding <laughs> apart. The piece I didn't cut very well. I'm so sorry. Oh, it was cut I like that. It's why I had to eat it so fast. It's... A lady always has her reasons. But, no, this entire place is, like, you get the comment a lot of times about Disney people that maybe don't know where they're going to eat or where to eat. They don't have a lot of recommendations of like, oh, it's chicken tenders and cheeseburgers. This place is saying, I see your chicken tenders. I see your cheeseburger. 
but it's not just that. It's not the crispy chicken. It's not the like over toasted bun. It is a delicacy, and I'm loving everything we've had so far. I'm not generally a burger person. It's not something that I would choose. Um, I can see why this would definitely appeal, though. Certainly, my family would go for this. My son would love it. The cheese, the bacon. The, the burger patty itself is not dry, which is one of the things that I don't like generally. So I think I think it's really good. It's um, it's probably still not the thing I would choose. I much prefer those that chicken salad. That, that's for me at the moment, but it, it's a great burger. I dig it. And again, everything... I think the burger came in at um, thirteen seventy nine for the burger. But you know, at this point, I almost feel... A little parched, like we need to almost sort of cleanse our palate a little bit. It's like a sorbet. <gasps> That's what it is. It's not dessert. It's like a sorbet. Maybe we should take a sip of, again, I could justify anything. We should take a sip of the apple pie. I think we should, no, let's do this. Let's take a sip of the mango coconut and we'll save the apple pie so that we can have that like for our with our next course. So... Either one of these being apple. Is this mango or is this apple? That's mango. Okay. This one's mango. This one's apple. I think. So we've got tiny straws. So you have tiny straws and big straws. Wait, which is which? I think this is the apple pie. The white one is the apple pie. Okay. She just drank it. Just take a sip. Victoria's going to take one for the team. And li- yeah. Always. <laughs> She literally just sank down in her seat and she put her hand up like, don't bother me. No, I'm still drinking this. But this is definitely apple and it's definitely delicious. It's it's like Frappuccino-esque. It's like, it's so fluffy and delicious. And if I keep drinking it, I'm going to drink the whole thing. So someone else should try it. Okay, I'm going to give it a go. Ray, they're making a rookie mistake by not using the big fat straws. I'm having to pull a face to get any of them. This totally should be video. I also have spoons. Spoons might be, yeah, it almost, it's a dessert that eats, it's a drink that eats like a meal. There's, there's actually quite a good cinnamon flavor to that as well. That's really good. It's, um, it tastes how Phil our magic smells. That's, that's how it, that's, that's how it tastes to me. Wow. Oh my goodness. Yeah. It's thick. The apple, the cinnamon, that's fantastic. That's excellent. And it's its even thicker than a frappuccino, though. I mean, you're right. It's kind of like fluffy and thick. Does that make sense? No, you because I haven't tasted it. It's not because I haven't tasted it yet. You're still holding on to it, right? Drink faster, you man. Go, you can go away. You're not getting any. <laughs> I'm not a sweets guy, but I'm a thorough researcher. And I don't do this for me. I do this for you. These are the sacrifices I make. Ray literally didn't want to put it down. Like, he's trying to distract me. He's like putting pizza in front of my face. You ever just squirted whipped cream into a cup and drank it? That's what that was like. Yeah. And that's a beautiful thing. <laughs> so that's what drinking fall tastes like. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. It looks like Christmas. Right. It's, like, it's beautiful. It brought a tear to my eye. <laughs> Ray's literally, he's crying. Ray's crying. All right. You've had enough dessert. We need to move oh, on. Really? You have for now. We need to move on to the pizza. Yeah. <laughs> Ray needs his own supply of napkins. Um, all right, let's slice these up and try the curry pizza and the meatball pizza next. And while you do that, Ray's gonna keep drinking the apple pie shake. 
Okay. Somebody's got there. There's two and two. I love this because on our wonderfully crowded table, everybody's like, oh, Claire's like, let me move this out of the way. I'll put it in front of me so it doesn't, so it doesn't bother anybody. I'll just, it's the worst. I'm so sorry to all of England for doing that. Um, I think we should try the curry pizza first because it's so different. And I'm going to let you guys try it first because it's so different. And then we're going to move over to the meatball. It's a little, I was going to say, it's a little, it's a little softer than like a New York slice of pizza. Almost like a pizza roll. You have to sort of do it like a pizza oh, roll. We're all holding soggies of the bendy pizza and moves off the plate. So he's happy. I am gonna I'm gonna fold it like you. Okay, that's good. Hmm. Hello, governor. <laughs> wow. I'm so sorry. I'm gonna stop doing that. I'm literally like ruining international relations with everyone that comes out of my mouth. I don't know if it's a pita. But it's kind of like giving naan or something, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. instead of pizza. And it's great. It's exactly what it is. It is like a tikka masala naan. It's got coriander. It's got some peppers. It's got peas. Um, and the cheese is sort of quite quite thick cheese. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it is. It's like, and then it's got the crunchy peanut. It's got the, um, the crunchy pizza crust, which is like the best bit, obviously. Um, so it's amazing. I never would have ordered this by myself. And I'm glad I'm here because this is really, really quite good. And I like the, the softness of the pizza dough and, for lack of a better word, the gooiness of the cheese. So, good stuff. Yeah. It is. It's, it doesn't taste like you're eating pizza. It's almost like a crunchy. It's like naan with like a crust you can hold on to. Like a, it's naan with a handle so that you fold it over because you don't expect this type of, and gooey is the right word. There's a gooiness. And the not so mushy peas, right? Huh? Right? right? See what I'm playing to the audience here. Um, you think curry, you think Indian, you start thinking spicy, you think spices, not at all. It's very, very tame in the spice department. And almost, if you didn't tell me this was curry pizza, I would almost have a tough time identifying what it is. Other than the fact, it's very, very flavorful. There's a lot of different flavors and layers to flavors, but. Not spicy. If you're looking for a different type of pizza, this is absolutely it. And it's obviously, it's um, it's completely plant-based as well. And there are slices of potato on it, which is great. So you've got like a Bombay potato thing going on as well. It's. I think this is such a great dish for someone who's looking for something different and is plant-based. Because quite often the plant-based offerings are similar in many locations. This is something I haven't come across, so it's great. Yeah, and even the carrots are just so nice and tender. But like you were saying, a lot of I was recently at like Tony's, um, and there was a family that was kind of disappointed with what the like plant based offerings were. They were an Indian family, and I would hate to be in their position where it's like you don't really have something that's interesting to eat. It's like you're on vacation, you want to have something exciting, and that also fits in your diet. And this is exactly fits that bill. It's fantastic. I like this. I would get this again. It's, um, I think it probably might scare away a lot of people if they're they're spice aversive. <laughs> That's, but don't be afraid. This is, as you said, it's not really, it's not overwhelmingly spicy, but it's very very flavorful. Good stuff. I like this. That being said, we haven't tried the meatball yet. So, because now I'm eyeing the meatball. I'm like, oh, now I have to get back to like doing real pizza. Yeah, that was good. That was a surprise. I was, I was a little hesitant at first, not sure what that was going to be like. I dig it. Ladies and gentlemen, I see you're all 
they're all staring at it because there's four separate slices, but only two of them have a lot of meatballs on it. So they want to grab that one, but they don't want to be rude. I'm don't worry for, about it. At Just, this point, I'm looking for the smallest slice <laughs> because we've eaten so much. All right, I'm trying to do. I'm going to do the Jersey fold. Nice crust. Semolino. Hmm. Oh, I like the meatballs. Ladies, you're quiet. <laughs> you're deep in thought. So I must say, I'm not typically a pizza person. Um, I think that, like you said, the meatballs themselves are just like great for anyway. But it's a nice thing to try. I agree. I think. I- if anything, I've been dry in terms of the the cheese and the tomato sauce have sort of congealed a little bit. But I think I think the flavors are good. Um, maybe maybe it's a disservice to leave it to um, the spices in general. The only issue I would have is, you know, maybe a little more sauce. Um, that's that's my. But again, as you said. It might be a reflection of that we just had the gooey, you know, the gooey one. But um, but I would just say a, that's the only thing that is the, the negative for me is that give me a little more sauce and, and I'm there with you. I'm actually taking the meatballs off because I love the flavor of the meatballs so much. You know, when you review a pizza, you should – I think a, a, a true, honest, fair review of a pizza has to be done in two parts. It has to be when you order the pizza and you get it and it's hot – and it's dripping, and the oil is running down your arms, and you got to do like, like the Jersey lean so you don't get it all over your shirt because you're going out to the club and you're Calvary cheese. But you also, right, that's a very non specific example, but I think you also need to take a slice home and put it in the refrigerator and then eat it when you get home from the club in your Calvary cheese alone because you're wearing Calvary cheese and nobody's going to talk to you. But there's like that, how does pizza taste the second day? How does pasta taste the second day? I, I don't know where I was going with that, but... Um, we missed a step. I think I'm... I like, the, I like the flavor of the meatballs. I wish they could give me a bowl of meatballs with some sauce, but I think I like the curry pizza better. I think I go for the curry meats better. But it is dependable. You know, if you are not as adventurous, it is something on the menu that you can rely upon. It's not like by no means is it a bad pizza. The flavor is there. It Today it was a little drier because they're made in house. You just really don't know. It might ha- you ha- might have one with a little bit more sauce tomorrow. And so it's a nice dependable offering. I will give it that. Right. And we did try everything. That, it's the hard thing when you don't try everything at the same time. Some things sit for a little bit longer. But... Do you know what would really, I think, help punctuate our review of this slice of pizza? A little bit of a mango coconut milkshake taste, which Victoria, by process of elimination, clearly is. It's yellow. It's very mangoey. Oh, and there's like a floater on top. There's a yeah. There's a spoon there. Just you've just bypassed the straw. You're going right into. You're going right for the spoon. Like if if you were eating it normally. You would not have had the experience I feel like we just had, which was the topping would have mixed in. As you so it's a molasses drizzle. That's what it is. The molasses really, if, go after it with a spoon. This is the inside tip. This is the inside angle. Don't sip it. Take a spoon and really just grab that molasses right in your spoon as you go into it. It like hits really nicely. Wait a minute. Let me try this again. Hold on a second. Talk amongst yourself. <laughs> it's quite sharp as well. I quite yeah. like the flavour. It's not. I, I, I avoid mango things sometimes because they're too sweet. This is great. It's yeah. it's got the molasses just gives it that. Yeah, it's great. There's like a little. There's like a wonderful little like 
twanginess to it. I don't know how. Almost, almost like a lime. You know how you have yeah, it with lime? Yeah. yeah. You know what it is? It's basically a frozen version from the cruise. And that's my favorite thing in the world. So. Look at my eyes widening <laughs> awe making that connection. Yaga so was like, if does you anyone know, want anything you know else? You. And I just, you know, that stupid joke where you're like, the recipe for the soup. <laughs> and the next night at dinner, he just slides it in front of me. Of course, for, it was for a ship, so I had to, like, tone down the portions. But I have the mango soup recipe. You should just invite Lou around, and then you can do the full size. Standing in not a sweet, Not a sweet guy. But our next live dining review is going to be at Victoria's house, because she's got 40,000 gallons of mango soup. She did not know how to, to, to regulate the portion size for two people. Yeah, the captain's happy. <laughs> so I couldn't... I, I don't think I could drink the whole thing. Like... Seriously, not like again portions. It's a big. I mean, it's a big cup. Um, you know, it'd be nice in here. Rum. <laughs> Ray, put your flask away. You shouldn't have brought that into the park in the first place. Um, it, that's really nice too, because the sweetness is a nice balance with so much of the salty, savory that we've had in all the other dishes. Uh, I think both of those. I think both of those. I'm definitely. You guys keep eating this. I definitely lean more heavily towards the apple pie shake. I don't know. It's kind of like I'm having summer here uh, with the with the the mango, and I'm having fall with the apple pie. So I'm fine with that. I'm a seasonal guy. This is a shareable one for sure. It's kind of like how I like to approach food and wine, which is you just get something and everyone shares it, so you get more of everything. I could eat. I could drink one of the uh, the apple pies by myself hands down um but yeah i don't think i could finish one of these and therefore i might shy away from it because i don't want to like waste and um but here at a table with friends it's a lovely little piece i almost want the the mango one to be a little bit firmer and then served on the side of like a baked cheesecake or something that's that's creamy that would work really well is the flavor is is strong and sharp so it's great actually and we have been letting it sit here for a little while, too, in the beat. Speaking of things sitting in the beating sun that we've got two of so that we can share amongst ourselves, because I was afraid there wouldn't be enough with just one, we got not one, but two of the liege waffles. So the waffle is probably four to five inches in diameter. Uh, you can see the little sort of crystallized bits of sugar. Don't wait for me while I'm talking. Just start eating. Um, the chocolate sauce, uh, a healthy amount of sliced strawberries, and um, whipped cream with chocolate drizzle on top. You know, I'm not a sweet guy. Mm. <laughs> I hear that a lot. But I, lo- I love this. It is, Lumangelo, you're right. It is life-changing. So anytime you put waffles together with strawberries, you have me on board, but they do this really well. And add thrown the whipped cream with the chocolate sauce. And yep, I'm good. I'm happy. Yeah, you mentioned the crystallized bits of sugar, and you think it might be kind of melt away, but it really does come through, and it, you feel that crunch with the yeah. softness of the waffle itself. And then that chocolate drizzle, it really kind of grounds the sweet flavor really nicely. Um, yeah, it, 10 out of 10 stars. We'll eat all by myself if I have to. <laughs> and, it's, and it's also the waffle itself. It's that, like, thicker Belgian, like, brioche. So it sort of like, it soaks up all the goodness of the chocolate and the strawberries. I was really worried it was going to be too sweet for me, but actually it's fine. The, the, the brioche isn't too over, you know, the, the sweetness comes 
from the sugar and from the, the sauce, but the strawberries cut through quite nicely as well. So it's not overly sweet. That was the thing I was concerned about. I think that the different textures are great too because you've got the, the crunchy, you've got the smooth, you've got the, the, the slightly firm strawberry. It's great. And the waffle, the waffle stands up to everything else, as you said. It's, it's not. It hasn't gone soggy either. Though. No. I mean, they have been sitting in the sun, and yeah. the, the waffle is still firm and crunchy. So it's a, it's a brave little waffle, and <laughs> I mean, it's, it's excellent. All of it makes. I love the added textural element of the little bits of crystallized sugar. So does that little, like they're like little little itty bitty baby pop rocks in your mouth, and as you're like crunched <laughs> down on them. You have pop rock. You had pop rocks in the UK, I, I assume. I think I know what you mean. <laughs> you mean popping candy stuff? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think yeah. We just don't call it that, but yeah. And again, for somebody who would, be, I know, I'm really not like a super sweet guy, but like, this is a really, really nice. It's not overpoweringly sweet. Like we talk about the sugar and the syrup and the whipped cream, but it's not overpoweringly sweet because of the the thicker brioche. I think this is a really, really nice accent to to this meal would you be disappointed yes in any way if you got this dessert at a at a higher end disney restaurant i know i would i I almost think it could be breakfast as well this is this isn't just a dessert you could have that as a as a breakfast item and yeah we just bonded right now i'm looking at you (laughs) like i'm looking at you like oh my god she's a perfect woman oh yeah I, definitely, I would. I would encourage this as breakfast. So I, I think. It's... <laughs> All right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's because it is not as sweet. It's not going to give you that sugar crash later in the day. Although this only opens at eleven o'clock, I think. So maybe they'll hear, hear this podcast and say, "Oh, a breakfast offer." I, I do believe they serve a version of it on the cafe side at Starbucks, but I don't believe it comes with. The strawberries and the chocolate, and I think it's a slightly altered version of it. But this is, and it's shareable too. No, like it, I, no, that, sorry. <laughs> no, it's not shareable. It's perfect for one person. <laughs> shareable for everyone except Ray. <laughs> and again, I, this comes in at five something under under six dollars. That's a really nice dessert. That's really nice. incredible value, actually, in terms of the amount. I mean, we we have two of them between the four of us. Neither of them have yet been finished. I'm sure they will be. But at that price, I think it's um, it's certainly accessible to most people. So, yeah, great, great value. Okay, so we've eaten most of the menu. Overall thoughts on the Connections Eatery in terms of is it a place, is it a place that you default to if there's nothing else? Or is this a place that you make a specific trip to? More importantly, is it a place that you recommend friends and family go and eat at? If I'm being perfectly honest, I don't know that I would come here pointedly because... Look at the waffle. Look down at your waffle. It's fantastic. (laughs) And I will still end up here many, many a time. It's just Epcot has so many offerings. I don't know if I could honestly say, like, I would remember to come back here. But it's one of those places that if I'm hungry and I'm walking in Epcot and Lou makes a mess on the table with the apple pie shake. (laughs) Why I don't do video. Keep... But if I was to just be walking around and needing food and I saw this place, it would be a 100% yes every time because it has such a varied menu. I mean, the curry pizza, I hope they keep forever because, like, that thing was awesome. And I think it's my, like, number one. But, yeah, the waffle alone is a nice thing that you could just be, we're about to head out of the park and we want to sit down for one last little bite before we head. Um, So, yeah. 
Did I answer? I think when we come to Epcot as a family, we we tend to end up in World Showcase for for lunch and for for food later in the day. And I, as part of our day out, we probably miss some of this end of the the park. And that's generally because there hasn't been anywhere that we want to we want to eat. You know, Sunshine Seasons was there, but you know, I'm not going to say goodbye to Electric Umbrella was a a positive thing but you know it was because this is now here Um, I think for me I would definitely bring my family back here Um, I'm interested to see what they think of the menu Uh, you know everyone has their go to in Epcot and I think this the the whole experience for me with the the cutlery and the plates and the the elements of it that have surprised me as a quick service actually I think probably swing the swing the the weight towards coming here again in the lunchtime session so that you can then go to world showcase and you know sit down and have a snooze in tito gusto for a couple of hours later in the day yeah i think before this it would have been a default you know i would have stopped in maybe but now it's no this has changed my thinking on this and and as you said there are so many places to eat at epcot but i would I want to try it out on my family and say, no, no, trust me, we're going to go there and you're, you're going to love it. So I, I would, you know, make this one of those stops on my list whereby maybe, as you said, maybe for lunch or maybe if I ate a big lunch later in the day, either way, but I would, you know, people I'm with say, trust me on this. We go in there and you can have a great salad. You can have a fantastic burger. You can do the, this life-changing waffle. So, And I think more attention will be focused on Connections Eatery once the walls come down and Moana Journey to Water opens up and all of a sudden world, oh no, world celebration. When Future World opens up in all of its glory, because right now this is something you walk past on the way to something else or you walk past on your way out or if you're going to Guardians of the Galaxy. So it's almost, I think it's a, it's a, it's not a destination because it, of, of where it is and what's around it. I think this it might change later on because otherwise in Future World, the only other quick service options that you have is all the, I mean, all the way down. But you have to go into the land, all the way downstairs. This is a lot more open and accessible. Um, and again, I really, like, I would come back. All right, so I would come back and have, I would do the salad and the waffle. I would bypass the shake and save my calories for the waffle and just do... Oh, why are you not at me like Claire? Like Claire's going, no, Lou, you get the waffle and the shake. All right, I'll get the waffle and the shake. <laughs> I, quite, I quite like the fact that you can, the variety is there. There's something for everyone. A bit like Sunshine Seasons, but you don't have to walk around to different areas to choose. You can mobile order and everyone can eat together because that's one of the things that frustrates me. Although the food is great at Sunshine Seasons, you have to do that that trawl around each of the, the booths so that you can choose by which point the first person's changed their mind. Whereas here you can sit, you can mobile order, you can wait for the food to be ready and actually eat together as a family, um, which I think for me is a massive plus. Yeah, and I love the space. I love the open space. I love where it is. Again, in Epcot, and, and again, as, as the walls come down and the, the flow comes back to the space. I mean, it's a really, really nice space, and you've got the, the Starbucks, uh, the, the cafe on the other side, and, and some food items in there. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, not just for doing this, because there's no way I could have done this all by myself, but, but certainly for being part of the Nation family and for the friendship and the love and the support that you extend me. Um, none of this happens without you, so I, I appreciate you. Um, Please tell people where they can find you on social and when are we going to eat again? I mean, not today, but like in the future. (laughs) 
whenever Lou once again throws a piece of meat into the pit that is <laughs> the Nation <laughs> Facebook page, I will once again be one of the first to yank on it. Um, you can find me on most social media at It's the Vika, I-T-S-T-H-E-V-I-K-A, um, or my professional costume design page is uh, victoria.nicolette.design. And I will link to everybody's obviously in the show. So I'm going to do a shameless plug for the Great British Mickey Waffle. So you can find us uh, online at uh, gbmickeywaffle.com. You can find us on all the socials at gbmickeywaffle. We've got a YouTube channel um, and a new podcast out every 1st and 15th of the month. Um, so come and listen to some British voices talking about uh, about Disney stuff. Does everybody there have that same accent? <laughs> Well, do you know, it's strange because there's a team of six of us and we're from different places around the UK. So John has got a, York, uh, he's a scouser who lives in Yorkshire and we've got a couple of Welsh people. So actually you get a variety of accents. I don't know what any of those words mean, but I definitely have to go back and, and tune in again. You guys are great. And I appreciated we had such a, we really, really had a good time when you invited me on. So I appreciate that. Um, on the Disney front, Daily Dose of Disney podcast. I have the DisneyBizJournal.com website where I talk a little bit about business stuff and other fun things um i'm a novel i'm a novelist uh my new novel my 17th novel is coming out persecution a pastor stephen grant novel you can get it at amazon.com reheatingonline.com um and there you go shameless plugs and lou anytime you need an eating partner i'm here for you <laughs> i want to just put it out in the nation again to see how quickly people are like i'm in i'm in like this guy i have to come up with some other kind of system but thank you again this was a lot of fun the 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 food which was outstanding was outshined by the company and the conversation and the laughter so thank you very much for that i really appreciate it and all right what's your favorite song on guardians of the galaxy cosmic rewind Disco Inferno, best one. September. Yeah, September, absolutely. I just want to get everybody wants to rule the world one time. Just one time. I'm literally <laughs> going to put my Sony Walkman yellow orange earbuds in, like ear headphones on, and play it because I just want it so desperately. It's, it's such a different ride. I've been, I, do, I have been on it with that song. It's such a different ride with the song. It's just, yeah. Right. I'm convinced that there has to be a way that they actually can, like control the speed in which you're going through it because... <laughs> I went on that for the first time, and it was so smooth and relaxing, and then I got conga, and it was like, whoa, buddy. <laughs> and the holiday the holiday special song is coming, too, so there'll be reason to to, um, to ride again and to eat again. We'll have to figure out where, where we're going to go next, so thank you, guys. It looks like a bomb went off at this time. <laughs> like... Don't right. Just don't bother cleaning it off. Just destroy the table completely and reboot and start all over again. It's time for our Disney trivia question of the week, where I invite you to test your knowledge of Walt Disney World's history, or see how well you pay attention to the details of what you see hear, remember, or taste. If you think you know the answer, you can enter for a chance to win a Disney prize package. This week's trivia contest is brought to you by my favorite food event of the year that is back again. It is the Swan and Dolphin Food and Wine Classic Friday and Saturday, November 11th and 12th from 5.30 to 9 o'clock each night. It really is the most wonderful time of the year because the Swan and Dolphin Food and Wine Classic offers unlimited tastings at 25 food stations featuring selections from the hotel's award-winning restaurants like Todd English's Blue Zoo, Shula's, Kimono's, Peekaboo, Cabana's, Il Molino, and more. 
The food is absolutely spectacular. And oh, by the way, did I also mention it was unlimited? There's also fine wine, beer, and drinks from around the world. A great way to sample some things that you might not have thought to try before. There's certified sommeliers on hand to answer any questions about choosing the right wine for your meal or your snack or your celebration. And there's also live entertainment on both nights so you can eat, drink, mingle, learn, and top off your evening watching the fireworks over at the Swan and Dolphin. It's also a great way or excuse and reason to stay at the Swan and Dolphin, make a full weekend of it. But if you're not staying there, that's okay. The event is open to the public, so it doesn't matter where you're staying. If you're local, you can still purchase a Causeway event and seminar tickets. And wait, they also forget to mention that there are seminars so you can expand your knowledge of wine, beer, spirits, and sake, and learn how to choose the right beverage, pair it perfectly with your meal. There's beer and wine, blending, craft cocktails, and much more. And you're going to learn from the best of the best, including certified sommeliers, executive chefs, and the entire creative team over at the Walt Disney World Swan and Dolphin. This really could be a top 10 reasons why you need to go to the Swan and Dolphin Food and Wine Classic. I will be there on Friday night. I will have both my appetite and my stretchy pants ready. I hope to see you there. To find out more and to purchase your tickets, visit swandolphinfoodandwineclassic.com. Trust me, you do not want to miss this. Now, before we get to this week's question, we're going to go back, review last week's, and select our winner. So last week, I said that Walt Disney has two windows, not the cast member door, on Main Street USA in Walt Disney World, and all you needed to do was tell me where you could find the two windows. First, thanks to so many of you entered, got this one correct, and knew that the answers are above the plaza restaurant and above the railroad station. So Walt's name literally bookends your entrance and exit to Main Street USA. They are like the first and last names you see of the opening and closing credits of this three-dimensional interactive movie that we are all taking part of inside Magic Kingdom. Walt's window on the Walt Disney World Railroad office says, Keeping dreams on track, Walter E. Disney, chief engineer, referencing his love of trains. And the other window above the Plaza Restaurant is really one of my favorites on all of Main Street. It's Walter E. Disney Graduate School of Design and Master Planning with instructors Howard Brummett, Marvin Davis, and Fred Hope, as well as Vic Green, Bill Martin, and Chuck Myall. Richard Irvine, who's headmaster and dean of design, was John Hench. I love this window so much because it talks about how Walt is this master planner who surrounded himself by the people who are the very best at what they do. If you go and listen to my audio walking tour of Main Street USA, I go into much greater detail, not just about these windows, but the other windows on Main Street and the rest of Magic Kingdom as well. Anyway, I took all the correct entries, randomly selected one, and last week you were playing for a prize package that included a mug, a brand new pin, and a mystery prize, and last week's winner, randomly selected, is... Katie Ducker. So, Katie, congratulations. I have your shipping information and we'll get your prize package out to you right away. If you played last week and didn't win, that's okay, because here's your next chance to enter in this week's Walt Disney World Trivia Challenge. I'm going to keep this one simple and straightforward because all I want you to do is tell me where in Walt Disney World have you heard this phrase? It's the same way everywhere I see. Nothing ever seems to work for me. That was not my impression, nor my attempt to sing it. Just tell me where in Walt Disney World you can or could have heard that phrase. You have until Sunday, November 6th at 11.59 p.m. Eastern to go to www.radio.com, click on this week's podcast, use the form there. Again, you're going to play for the mug, the new pin, 
and a mystery prize. So good luck and have fun. That's going to do it for this week's show. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune in this and every week. Please don't forget to be part of the community and conversation over in the WW Radio Clubhouse on Facebook at www.radio.com slash clubhouse. You can also connect with me elsewhere on social. I am at Lou Mangiello on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter. By the way, check out my Instagram stories and highlights from this week for a sneak peek at the new menu items coming to Space 220. Also, please be sure to like the WW Radio page on Facebook at facebook.com slash Radio. Turn on notifications so you don't miss a thing, including this Wednesday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern, I will be live from a sneak preview of Fantasmic returning to Disney's Hollywood Studios. Tune in live, watch and chat at www.radio.live.com. And of course, as much as I love connecting with you online and on social, nothing beats a handshake and a hug. And so our next meet of the month in Walt Disney World is going to be this Saturday at 2 o'clock in Disney Springs. It is Wine and Dine Marathon Weekend. It is a perfect opportunity to get together outside the parks so there's no reservation or ticket needed. It's going to be in Disney Springs at the waterside seating area across from Rainforest Cafe. Anyone and everyone is welcome. Come alone. Bring the whole family. It's, of course, family-friendly. It's always going to be free. To learn more on RSVP, visit the events page at facebook.com slash Radio. Speaking of the Run Disney Wine and Dine event this weekend, I cannot wait to see all the members of the WW Radio running team. If you want to find out how you can join to run, walk, wog, and jog together as a team, even if you want to just come and cheer, visit wdwrun.com. If you are going to be participating in this weekend's events, I and other members of the team will be out cheering on the boardwalk for the 10K and the half marathon by the bakery. Even if you are not a member of the team, I'm out there for you to help cheer you on and congratulate you because you are almost at the finish line by that point. So I hope to see you, even if you're a blur running by by me at the bakery, I hope to see you this weekend. Good luck. I hope you have a great race. Thanks to everyone who attended my Momentum Weekend Workshop in Walt Disney World last week. It was our seventh event and I think our best ever. I sincerely appreciate you. If I can help you turn what you love into what you do and take your idea, your business or brand to the next level, visit LouMangelo.com to find out how we can work together with one-on-one coaching. I have four spots left for my Tuesday night mastermind group, which is going to be forming over the next couple of weeks. Or if you are looking for a keynote speaker for your event, conference, business, or school, I can craft a custom presentation with impactful, actionable, and relatable content, including lessons we can learn from Walt Disney and the Disney parks, including why and how to implement customer service lessons inspired by Disney, creating community, social media lessons for your specific industry, and lots more. Again, if you visit lumangelo.com, click on the speaking tab, you can see a list of just some of the topics I can craft for you or your business or your school. And actually, I want to quickly thank Disney Parks Experiences and Products who invited me just a couple of weeks ago to come in and speak to their team about social storytelling and driving engagement and clicks on social and through content. Speaking of thanks, thanks as always to Mouse Fan Travel, my official, my recommended travel provider. It's who I recommend because it's who I use and more importantly, who I have trusted for more than 15 years. Whether you're looking to book your next Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Aulani, Disney Cruise Line vacation, the incredible team of travel planners over at Mouse Fan Travel will give you an incredible level of personal service, not to mention proactively seek out all available discounts and it all comes at no cost to you. You can visit them over at mousefantravel.com. 
And if you like the show and love the community, all I ask is that you please help spread the word. Tell a friend, share a link to this or your favorite episode on social. Tag me at Lou Mangiello so I can reshare it for you. And if you can, take just a couple of seconds to rate and review the show over in Spotify or Apple Podcasts. I want to thank some recent reviewers like Mem Brian who said, there is a good logical reason why Lou Mangiello is Oh, the king of Disney podcasters. I don't know about that, but his shows are always informative, entertaining, and refreshingly positive. And Clubhouse Review said, WWE Radio is a good choice. I'm choosing the good. Lou's podcast is such a positive experience. It got me through the pandemic when we couldn't visit the parks. All the episodes are a feel-good in every episode. And it's often a reminder that when the world is dark and ugly, you can choose the good and decide to see the good and not the bad. Thank you, Clubhouse Reviewer and Mem Brian. I sincerely appreciate you just as I am grateful to you for taking the time to listen. I know your time is so incredibly valuable and it's the one thing that we can't ever get more of, but I appreciate you spending and sharing some of it with me. I hope the show enhances your experience next time you go to Disney or brings a little bit of that Disney magic that we all need into your day and maybe in a small way inspires you to choose the good and make a positive difference in somebody else's life. A little bit of kindness, a little bit of positivity goes a long way. It has an amazing ripple effect. I love you. I appreciate you. I hope to see you on a live show on Wednesday night and back here again next week. So until next time, see ya. Hey, Lou Jello. This is Patrice Roberti calling from Metro Boston. Sounds like you've had a lot of adventures this past month, and I hope a lot of fun, too. I'm calling because I was wondering, I heard you talking about choosing the good, as you always do, and I wondered if you've ever considered, or would you ever consider, talking about what looking for the good means to you as a practical matter day-to-day. Specifically, I think a lot of people do try to be the positive light that they want to see in the world, and sometimes the results are magical and instantaneous, and other times it's just crickets. You've done this long enough that I bet you have dealt with some of the crickets time and I, times, and I hope that maybe someday you will speak about that because magical instantaneous ones, they're easy. Though being positive when nothing is changing or the wished for thing maybe isn't happening is kind of a different uh, can of worms. And love to hear you talk about that sometimes. Take care. Bye. Hello, WDW Radio family. Um, it's Elizabeth from Massachusetts. Happy Tuesday morning. Um, the weather here in Massachusetts has been kind of foggy and dreary, so everyone try to stay and be magical <laughs> through it all um, as we approach, sadly, winter. Um, but, yeah, I've been listening to a ton of shows to try to finish every single one, Lou, and um, some questions that have come up recently. One, my favorite dragon of all of Disney World is Figment. Um, two, my favorite lobby um, is got to be the Wilderness Lodge. However, I do think um, random random one that never got mentioned that I do enjoy and appreciate is Art of Animation. I just love the rainbow theming, um, and I think it's, like, really cool that you can see the artist's sketches. And it's actually really nice at Christmas. You would never think to go there, but, um, yeah, it's really cute and great. They do these, like, really nice wreaths in there. Um, so head there if you have it for the holidays. It's really uh, kind of cute. Um and I think that might be it right now. I feel like I'm forgetting something. Oh, something I wish I could bring back that's not an attraction. The jalapeno cheesy pretzels. I miss them so much. That's all I want. I just want my cheesy pretzel with a little bit of spice. Anyway, hope everyone has a magical day. 
Uh, talk to you all real soon and see you later. Bye.